Hello, and welcome to The Dentrepreneur Show. I am Dr. D. Todd Russell, a dentist and entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience. On this show, we're going to discuss, engage, and prepare you for taking your practice or business to its end game. How do you grow it? What metrics do you track? How do you know when is the right time and what things you need to have in place to create the best long-term value for your business and wealth for yourself? You need to polish your spirit and prepare yourself no matter how far along you are in your career. Hello, everyone. Dr. D. Todd Russell here, Dentrepreneur. I want to take the time today to talk a little bit about influencers. So in my years of coaching young docs, I kind of developed a plan, if you will, where I go take everybody through stages of what makes a good doc, what makes a good dentist, what makes a good leader. And this idea of marketing and self-marketing as I'm doing right now, it's gotten, in my opinion, a little out of control. I don't know if a 30-second video is enough to be an influencer. And if you just do that multiple times, I know what it means in the the world of fashion and design and popularity. But I'm talking about business people or successful persons whose experiences, whose teachings can help you to be a better business owner, practitioner, leader, family person. And so what I want to do is kind of go through one of the exercises I do with, uh, with the docs that I've coached over the years. And that is just talk about sort of who influenced me and why, and then challenge you to do the same thing. So over the years, I've had several people that I've met, actually many, many people. And one of the things that I always do when I spend quality time with someone, especially someone who I'm intrigued by their success or their path or whatever they've done, is I take a piece of them with me. It might be a quote. It might be a hand gesture. It might be something to change in my own personal life, business life, but I always try to take a piece of them with me. That's a compliment to them. It keeps them in fresh in my mind, but that's how I get influenced and how I maintain that influence. I was, uh, I was very fortunate. I call it heaven and hell. I had two docs that were, uh, were my mentors, if you will. The first was the best clinician I've ever met. He loved his patients like they were his children. And it was apparent that this love was beyond making money and and wielding his tradecraft of dentistry. He was terrible to his staff. And I listened and I learned and I was just, it was, um, I call it a front desk du jour, kind of like Dr. Du jour that we see at some of the large DSO, you know, brand name DSOs. It's a mill. And that made me uncomfortable. I always thought they were nice people. I thought that training wasn't enough, et cetera, et cetera. Needless to say, I learned a ton clinically from this gentleman. I learned a ton about how to run a, an office. I also learned a ton about what not to do. The second influencer was another doc that I associated with, and he was actually a gifted clinician. He was terrible to his patients. They were lucky they were seeing him pay me the money and I'll do the work. Some of it may have been being billed fraudulently. I'm not even going to go there. You don't know that till you know that. That's a whole other podcast we can get into. But Again, you're green, you're learning, right? But he was amazing to his staff, probably because of what he was doing behind the scenes to the patients. He had to be good to the staff and treat them well and keep them on. But he did provide a really nice working environment, a good culture. They were good people and they worked hard for him. So those were the two, let's say, real live influencers from my practice. 
But one of the other ones, the other ones are are famous people, right? So, for example, the first gentleman I mentioned, the doc, he had this poster in his office and it was the Vince Lombardi speech, what it takes to be number one. And I have since done that because I, I shouldn't say I've done that. I have since taken that book or that picture, that speech that's written out, and I post that in my office. So the thing about it is it's the very, what it takes to be number one is I'll read a little bit of it. First of all, to me, it's powerful. The whole thing is powerful, but there's a couple of key factors that stand out. First and top foremost, you've heard it before from Vince Lombardi, winning is not a sometimes thing. It's an all the time thing. Can't relate to that any more than I already do. I hate to lose. Whether it's tiddlywinks, whether it's the numbers I got to challenge myself to get to on that day, it's there is no second place in my, my mind. There is no trophy for second place. I hate all of that. You either win or you lose. And when you lose, you have to try harder and work harder to win. It's not okay to lose. It sucks. So Vince Lombardi, thank you for that moment. And then there's the final paragraph that really hits me hardest. And he says, I don't say these things because I believe in brute nature of men or that men must be brutalized to be combative. I believe in God and I believe in human decency. But I firmly believe that any man's finest hour his greatest fulfillment, all he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle victorious. Now, of course, field of battle and, you know, and in this day and age, we certainly don't want to talk about war and killing and all that kind of stuff. So remember, it's just framed as an analogy. He's not being literal. Please don't take it that way. The point being, work your butt off until you're exhausted. Now, I have some people in my world that tell me they work nonstop. They work 24-7. Okay. Look at when you're in the moment, you're working hard. When you're out of the moment, you're also working hard. For example, one of my mottos, and I learned this not too long ago that a friend of mine actually has it as one of his company's core values, is work hard, play hard, family hard. Each one of those you can do hard, give it all, never give up. It's just finding the balance. So when you are working hard, you are not playing hard and you're not family harding. I mean, unless of course your wife or spouse or significant other or children are working with you, then you're all working hard, but you know what I'm saying. Anyhow, you just want to make sure that when you're in each of those segments, you're all in. So many times you hear about the person who says, oh, I'm with family today, but yet they're firing you emails, you know, at, on a Sunday, on Christmas Eve. No, it's a family day. We're there together. We shouldn't be doing that. Now, sometimes we get a little distracted or we're on our phones because we're Googling something or whatever in context of what's going on around us, but not directly working, if you will. Work hard, play hard, family hard. A big thing. Other influencers for me were the books I read early age, uh, early stages of my career and was not much of a reader, truthfully, until uh, really it became more of an adult. I got into sort of dental school. Those of you that remember Chrysler, and this is going back a number of years, but Lee Iacocca, his was one of the first business biographies that I read. And uh, I really was intrigued by Mr. Iacocca. General Colin Powell, again, going back a number of years, Colin Powell was the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff during the first Iraq war. And he led solidly. He had objectives and he achieved them. His biography, I thought, was also fantastic um, going through how he shaped his career, or who shaped his career. Elon Musk, more modern day. I don't care about his politics. I don't, I'm not a Twitter person, um, of course. Through this platform, I'm going to be more present. But Elon Musk, 
amazes me about him not only is his brilliancy to take something from from paper to to factory but he's created jobs don't ever discount somebody who comes up with an idea builds an industry multiple industries and creates jobs i am very thankful that that guy is in our country doing what he's doing because he's pushing us forward as human beings and he is he's doing it his way like it or not but he's creating jobs. So before you go criticizing him, and a lot of people do, ask yourself, how many jobs have I created? And for many of you, the answer is going to be little to none. So be careful there. Vince Lombardi, obviously another one, you know, being a coach and, and I'm a weekend warrior, you know, part-time jock kind of guy growing up. So of course, anybody in the sports world that could influence me would be big. But Vince Lombardi in that uh, poster speech I told you about earlier. And then finally, Jack Welch. Jack Welch was the, um, was the CEO of General Electric. And in the 80s and 90s, he grew it into the largest company in the world. And he had very simple principles, which I still subscribe to today. And that is you pay attention to details and the big things will fall into place. Now, we've all heard that quote before, and I forgot who actually said it, but Mr. Welch also echoed this. But what was really unique as you read through his book and his concept of details and big things is he found the right people to take care of those and monitor those details that he thought was important and report to him the summaries. So he didn't have to rack his brain with all the numbers. I'm a bottom line guy. I look at a profit and loss statement. And yes, I have to look real quickly and figure out where the percentages are. And maybe I'll do some columns. But I go to the bottom line. That's the first place I go. Again, it's the details are in the middle. I go to the end. Jack Welch wanted to go to the end, but he knew how important those details were. Another one more recently, I have not read, but my daughters loved it. It's Becoming by Michelle Obama. It is on my list to get to. I haven't yet. But as you read through books by people, I strongly suggest that you write down three to five takeaways. There's usually a couple things in every book that you read will influence you. Speaking of books, now I mentioned autobiographies or biographies of the, the influencers that I met, the, you know, the people, but some other ones that I absolutely love. A couple of years ago, I was introduced to EOS or Traction is the book by Gino Wickman. It's a, it's really just a way to simplify operating your, your company or being in a group dynamic and assigning accountability to one another and it's setting goals and achieving goals. And uh, Traction and EOS has been a life changer for me. I highly recommend it. Though there's another book by Gino. He's got a series of books now, but How to Be a Great Boss, I thought was excellent. It does you're better off reading the Traction Pools book first or Traction first, and then you can go into his other books because a lot of times there's cross-referencing. So Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I was forced to read this book in high school and I was not, a, like I said, not a reader, but it did strike me pretty heavy for the very few books I read in high school. Later on, still out there, probably one of the top selling books of all time, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. More recently, I was introduced to Patrick Lancioni, Lancioni's The Five Dysfunction of a Team. Thought that book was excellent. Back on the sports team, leadership, John Wooden, UCLA basketball coach. Uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Of course, that's almost one that we all have to get through. The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. I will argue that maybe they're not my 21, but there's some really good ones in there. And the other ones that I would say are not my 21. Um, are certainly valuable ones to, to, uh, to know the uh, laws of leadership. 
The One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard, very much a personal favorite, probably one that I utilize almost every day, the lessons from it. Again, more recently, Extreme Ownership, how the U.S. Navy SEALs uh, lead and win. Jocko and Leaf are the two former Navy SEALs. Uh, God bless them for what they did and do, but excellent book on leadership. I had the good opportunity to um, listen to Jocko speak at a conference uh, a number of years ago. Then finally, be our guest, the Disney Institute. The take home there is meet or beat expectations without question. That's what you need to do in your office all the time. So why, what is the gain from all this, this book reading? Well, like I said, you want to be influenced by somebody or coached by somebody, or I like to use the word, and I did on the podcast uh, not too long ago with David Kittle on plagiarism, right? Coaching is plagiarism. There's a system out there, a coach, uh, I'm going to use an example in football, the cover two defense or whatever. That wasn't a thing until it became a thing. Now everybody's doing it and you get good at it by doing it more and more, right? Practice, practice, practice. That was an idea that was plagiarized, right? Somebody copied it and repeated it. It's not plagiarism in a negative sense. Now, Dave Kittle said it's called modeling. Okay, you're modeling someone else. But the point is, from these books, take these ideas and implement them yourselves. It will make your life easier. And you don't have to trip and fall. You can avoid the costly, painful falls that you may take by listening to what someone else has gone through, even if they're not in our space. Like I said before, I believe that everybody that we meet or read about influences us in different ways. By the way, it was George's St. Pierre who quoted that quote, pay attention to detail, the big picture will take care of itself. And then Jack Welch took that to the levels he did. When you're done listening to this, a little bit of a homework assignment, and this I assign to docs when I'm teaching them, but who is your influence? Is it, you know, again, you're, you're right out of dental school. Maybe you've been practicing for 20 years. Somebody's your influence. Just write it down. I use the notes section of my Apple iPhone often, and I've got whole notes where I'm just thinking of something and I'll give it a title so I don't forget what I was talking about or thinking about, and then I put the notes in. But who is your influence? What lessons about management are you, were you already doing? So if you read a management book, maybe it was intuitive already and you were doing some of those. Great. But could you augment them and make them better? Do you need to change them? Remember, I talked about my two docs influences, heaven and hell, as I called them. Great to the staff, terrible to the patients, great to the patients, terrible to the staff. I really tried hard to merge those. I've heard before, oh, don't make your employees your friends. I disagree with that. I think you're working with someone, you're spending more time with them than you are with your spouse or significant other or your children. I think you should have some kind of a friendly outside of work relationship because I think it builds, it builds strength. Teams don't become great teams by being on the field and play or in the rink. They become great teams by bonding outside of the rink or outside of the field of play. Same thing with your team. There should be some bonding moments. Like I said, what do you want to incorporate? You know, evaluate your findings against mine and my leadership. You can certainly reach out to me. My email, dtodrussellgds at gmail.com. You can go to my website and connect through that as well, Dentopreneur LLC. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. My profile's up there. But whatever, if you want to if you want to throw your own at me and have deeper conversation, I'm happy to do it. You know, are there areas that you can improve? Absolutely. I, for one, am a bull in a china shop. When I read and react instead of reading and thinking first before reacting, I know that's a fault of mine. I work on it. Sometimes I'm an emotional character. It comes out. And sometimes it's regretful. Most of the time, it's not because... 
I'm trying to deliver a point. Maybe I took the wrong way to deliver it, but ultimately I get my point across. And I tell some people, look at when I get that way, just let me be. My wife says one of my better qualities, well, one of my good qualities is I may be upset about something for about five minutes and then it's gone. I'm not holding it. I forget about it, if you will, but I push it away. I take the lesson learned and I move on. So, and then uh, finally, as I said, what it takes to be number one that I just think, you know, is uh, that Lombardi speech, read through it. You can Google it. I think if you use chat GPT now or open AI, you can go ahead and type it in there and probably pull it up for you, which by the way, that's another thing that has influenced me more recently. I love the chat GPT concept from a standpoint of when I'm doing research, when I'm writing an article or producing protocols, you can pump something into it. And where if you did it on Google, you're going to get all these ads first. You're going to have to filter yourself through you know, articles or whatever to find what you want. When you put in chat GPT, it'll give you data from that it's pulled from all the sources. I don't necessarily quote it because I'm just, I'm just getting it for numbers, but I love it because it gives me a faster, faster data without all of the, the fluff around a, a Google search, if you will. So anyhow, that's it for today on leadership and influencers. I'm Dr. D. Todd Russell, my website, Dentopreneur LLC. Please subscribe to me on this YouTube channel. Share me with your friends on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that other fun stuff. Remember that I do have, I can help your practice. If you want to sit down and talk, one of uh, the most recent series of podcasts were really about your exit strategy. I'm very much motivated to teach my colleagues about their exit. There's a lot going on right now with consolidation, what they call mergers and acquisitions, buying and selling. You need to understand how to get your business to that point. And then you'll have these decisions in front of you. But if you have knowledge about where those paths are ahead of time, it's really, really helpful. I can dispel some of the rumors about some of the cons of the, um, the idea of uh, you know roll-ups and I can dispel some of the fears of an associateship in a larger practice. So reach out to me. I'd be happy to uh, work with you. I can evaluate your, your office and um, uh, you know consult, or as I like to say, strategize with you. So anyhow, thank you very much. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for joining us. Please follow or subscribe to this show on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube. If you would like further information or to meet with me one-on-one -on -one and discuss your practice, please feel free to contact me through my website, dentrepreneurllc.com. Many more exciting guests and topics are headed your way.